If you're doing Facebook organic traffic, chances are that you've been at one point of time struggling with closing people over Messenger because that's where you actually make the money. That's revenue generating activity. And if this sounds like you, stay until the end because our today's guest has closed over $20,000 when he started over Messenger without ever jumping on a phone, which is ridiculous to think about. Uh, a lot of my sales came from talking to people. I find it easier. Uh, and I really believe that closing higher ticket sales just over Messenger is something that's not super easy. So I'm, I'm just pumped to bring Blake Fontana and I know he will deliver a lot of value. Now, with that said, uh, I forgot to mention that you're listening to Affiliate Journey, maybe your first time here. So I want to briefly tell you that every Friday I'm bringing new amazing people that I'm interviewing. Uh, and they are usually six, seven and or eight figure earners. And every Tuesday I'm breaking down my own strategies, mindset, tactics, approach and everything that help me get where I am and that I know will help me propel forward on my journey. And by accumulating knowledge from both the solo casts and the podcasts, you can apply to your own business and achieve extraordinary success. Uh, trust me, like I have a lot of people that were just listening to this podcast and later became guests, which is just nothing short of amazing. So it would be cool if you become like future uh, success story. And it wasn't years. For some, it was just a couple of months, which is, again, unbelievable to, to just think about. Anyways, our today's guest is Blake Fontana. He's uh, also part of the mastermind that basically changed both his and my life as well. Yes, I'm talking about SAA. And he joined actually before me. And he was partly the reason why I have joined, because I knew that Blake was new to affiliate marketing, I saw him struggle asking questions. And then I know that he joined. And what do you know, it was I want to say like, it was less than a month later, I saw him like having I don't know, 250 buck day. And soon thereafter, $1,000 day. And I was like, what? He, he's so new, like, how is he doing that? And I also saw other people who were part of the SAA and were having results. And that got me curious. I was like, well, there's something happening over here, which later led me to actually invest into SAA and change my own life. Uh, made a lot of money, left my job and all that good stuff. So I want to I wanna take like 30 seconds of your time and tell you that if you were at some point of time interested in either A, joining SAA, or B, leaving your job to become basically free, uh, to an extent, obviously, like I still have uh, things to do and responsibilities, but it's something I choose to do, what I choose to do, when I choose to do. And also I get to spend a lot more time with the people I actually neglected because I was juggling between my, my business and my job for years. So SAA has helped me to leave it in less than three months and not only me but it helped a lot of other people if you consider joining it the price is going up in 10 days of me recording it's 5th of november when i'm recording this intro 
So price is going up on November 15th. So if you happen to listen before that, you can you can save $500. Uh, I will have the link at affiliatejourney.co slash now I'm forgetting. You can find it at slash Mirdrag where I'm at. You can find it in the show notes of this episode as well. And I will I will actually hook you up with some awesome bonuses also, including my own support, which which costs a lot of money. So yeah. Anyways, uh again affiliatejourney.co slash mirdrag or just reach out to me on Facebook if we are friends and tell me you're interested in SAA and uh I'll fill you in on the details. So yeah. Anyways, if you haven't already for some reason, or if you are a new listener, also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Again, new episodes every Friday and Tuesday. And in the meantime, enjoy this one, my friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey, and I'm your host, Mirdrag Milenkovic. Today, I have a guy that I remember chatting back and forth kind of, I want to say last December or maybe January. And he went from an absolute beginner to absolutely crushing it. I think you're at six figures now or close to them at least. So approaching to, yeah. Yeah. So it's absolutely amazing what he has achieved so far. And he's also a good bud of mine. So please help me in welcoming Blake Fontana. Man, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm really happy to be here. It's my first first podcast episode being on, so I'm excited. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm your first. Well, you'll know what to, what stories to tell. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Like, I love, as you know, I love bringing people and kind of diving what they're the best at and bringing it to people to make their lives easier, obviously. And you're quite an example. So I'm really excited about this one. Uh, now for those people that don't know you, could you share a bit about your like background story and how did you come to affiliate marketing and how did you come to like what you're working on now? Yeah, man. So if we go um, kind of back to even when I was like a, a younger kid, I guess, starting one of my first jobs is working for my family business in high ticket retail at a jewelry store. Um, and I worked there since I was a young kid and continued to work there all the way up and through until college. Um, and once I got into college, I always was really passionate about the online side of things because I did a lot of digital marketing for my family business. So while doing that remotely at college, I was kind of pursuing a bunch of different avenues to make money online. Um, during that time, whenever I had free time at school, um, I tried a, a bunch of different things. I did Amazon FBA. I did Instagram shout outs. I built an Instagram page. I tried drop shipping. Um, and after a, kind of a bunch of failed attempts, basically came to graduation time and I had to make a decision. Should I go and go off and go online on my own? Or is it, or do I not feel it's time for that? Do I need to go back and work for my family business? Um, and based off what I had built online, it wasn't really stable at that point yet. So decided to go back and continue to work for my family business and continue to focus on um, their marketing and their online e-commerce store then. Um, following that, I continued to pursue things online, um, kind of continuing to go down the rabbit hole. I ended up coming across affiliate marketing. And I got into affiliate marketing towards the end of last year. Um, it was actually following the OFA challenge 
after taking that, I realized that you could sell the one funnel away challenge and make a hundred dollars doing it. And I wasn't really aware of affiliate marketing, I guess, before that. And I quickly realized that pretty much everything that we're buying is likely tied to some sort of affiliate. And it really intrigued me, um, the, the income possibility with it. So I started with selling OFA. I think I made two OFA sales, one to two OFA sales last year um, and decided that I liked this model, especially with me working a lot of hours in my family business. It felt like as though I, since I didn't have to go out and create a product, it was a lot more feasible for me at the time. All I had to do was worry about the sales. I didn't have to worry about delivery. I didn't have to worry about fulfillment. So from that point, I came across a mentor named Jacob Karras, signed up with him. And the reason I was so attracted to him was because he appealed me to high ticket affiliate marketing and being someone that had a high ticket background, um, seeing the income potential with that, being able to make $1,000 per sale was very attractive to me. Um, but ultimately, I knew I needed guidance from someone that's been there and done that before me. So I knew I needed to model that and learn from those that were successful so I could start actually making consistent progress and get things off the ground and turn it into a business I could do full-time and not just make it a part-time hobby like it was up until that point. Good. Uh, you, you mentioned something really important. I actually did a solo cast recently on it, and it's like the decision. Like, basically, for people listening, if you pay attention, and you can see the patterns, like, I mean, that's kind of my job. I've interviewed a lot of successful people, and I'm noticing the patterns, and one of the big ones is they make the, often difficult or uh, controversial decisions and it's usually good decisions so couple that Blake mentioned is obviously like to do affiliate marketing and then he made a decision to get a mentor which is a big one it was I know for him and also for me it was life-changing and another one which is like high ticket affiliate marketing which is where the game is at if you love money so and i know <laughs> all of us love money not for the money's sake but for what it gives us obviously like the freedom the time the the more time with the loved ones or whatever it is so anyways like take his example or anyone who is successful it's always good decisions and i would also say everyone or 99.9 percent .9 of successful people had some sort of mentorship one or usually more mentors to help guide them to where they are uh so yeah man now let's let's walk us through i know also people who obviously maybe they're also in high ticket affiliate marketing maybe they got a mentor but they are stuck so what do you think it was with you was it your approach did you do something differently i know you kind of exploded really, really fast. So how did that come about? Yeah, man, that's a good question. Um, I think even going back to that first conversation I had with Jacob when he was telling me about his program and he was launching it in beta when I joined in January, um, he was walking me through everything. And at that point, I'd never invested anything above and beyond 500 bucks in a program before. Um, so at 1500, it was a larger investment for me. So I told him at that time, like, if you if everything is as though you say it is, I know I'm going to make this work because I've never invested this much before. I'm going to apply myself 100%. Um, and I'm going to make this work for me. And I, I guarantee it. And that's just, I think, a lot of it's mental, just believing in yourself, believing in your work, work ethic, and knowing that you will find a way to make it work if you continue to implement, follow along with what you're learning, and reflect along the way. Um, so I think ultimately a big factor of that initial success 
obviously number one is investing in that mentorship, but two, going into it with the right state of mind, being open, being coachable, um, and being willing to start take action and apply right away and not just sitting in the back and just trying to learn and then implement a month down the line. I love that. And I love that you said belief. I, I referenced this. I can't remember where, but, and I made uh, an example also, like you also mentioned OFA and the entire first week, Russell and team dedicate to building your belief. Cause at the end of the day, if you don't believe you can do it, like you can't. And same goes for everyone and anyone selling anything online. If you don't believe first in yourself, like that you can do it, you're not going to do it. Second, if you don't believe in what you're selling, like part of us always wants to be in alignment. And if you feel like you're bullshitting, bullshitting someone and you're just trying to sell them, a lot of us will sabotage that and you won't be able to sell. So I really love the the part about belief that you said. Uh, so now, okay, walk us through. I know, and I, I guess you also get this question a lot. I know I do. Someone new in any program, and they are like, but I don't have results. Like, how do I go now and sell something to someone if I don't have any results yet? Like, what do you tell them and how do you help them overcome this hurdle and help them sell whatever it is that they are selling? Yeah, I think this is a big question I get a lot too. And I know it's a lot a question that holds people back a lot of times. It's a question that I dealt with myself at a period of time. Um, but I think you can make two decisions. You can either say, I don't have results yet. This is, I'm not going to be able to make sales. Or you can say, every successful person started where I'm at, where I am right now. And the best thing I can do is leverage the community that I'm a part of. Um, and just be honest, genuine, and transparent. Because if you're trying to play a game and be fake and say you have results, people are going to read through that. So I think if you're just your genuine self, you go out and show that you're actually willing to help that person that you're trying to get to jump in, they'll see that and they won't, they won't care either way if you have results right now or not, because you can just explain to them that you're just getting into it and it's something new. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you. And what if you are in it for some time now and you haven't had results and it gets harder, I would say, because of the mindset, like say you are in in program or product that you're selling for three months now and you haven't made a sale and it, it you can't leverage like be like yeah i just started two weeks ago so it's kind of it gets harder so do you have any tips for people who are stuck maybe they haven't made their, the sale yet it could be due to mindset it could be due to them not taking action not believing whatever the case may be but how do you think they should approach that yeah, man, I think a big factor of that is mindset. But I think also kind of like what you said before, one, believing in what it is that you're selling, because if you don't strongly believe that whatever it is that you're selling is going to benefit that person, it's going to be very hard to get yourself to putting it in front of people and trying to sell it. Um, number two, I guarantee even if you're three months in and you haven't made a sale yet, there's a bunch of other people out there that are three months into another program or even more than that and haven't made a sale as well. So to me, it comes back to really just building the relationship with that person. Um, it might not happen overnight. You might not meet the person, build a quick relationship and make a sale, but it might take a period of a couple of weeks of just building a genuine relationship with them, show them that you're willing to help them. Um, and just being that, that slight level above them to support them and guide them along their journey and eventually get them to trust you to join you in the program. I love that, man. And all right, walk us through, uh, both of us and I know majority of the audience are on Facebook. So how does how does your approach or process looks like? Uh, 
to going from, I want to say, let's take an average person, like maybe they're six months into affiliate marketing, they don't have necessarily community or results to leverage and they want to do high ticket affiliate marketing. What would you recommend? Like, what do they start? What do they do? What did you do to, to get results and obviously explode, as they say, uh, later on? So is this person just like he hasn't had any program that he's in right now or he's not currently in a program? He doesn't have a product that he's selling? Okay, let's, let's first go with the one that doesn't have. Okay. Number one, I would say go out and find something that you truly believe in. Um, like we talked about before, I think there's a lot of high ticket affiliate marketing programs out there that really don't have the support and training on the back end. And it's mainly just an income opportunity. And to me, I find difficulty in aligning with those just because you're just selling just a monetary result and you're not getting anything else behind it. Um, so I think one, finding a product that is more well-rounded, it has support, it has training, um, and it has a good income opportunity with it would be number one. Um, number two, with that, ideally finding that mentorship to learn the, learn the process itself so you can start implementing it. Um, but most importantly, focusing on one traffic source. And that's something that I struggled with prior to finding success with affiliate marketing. I was trying to get things off the ground, doing Instagram, doing Facebook, doing three different things, and I ended up just spinning my wheels. I know probably a lot of you have heard this before, but it's so true. When you simplify the process, you get a lot better results. When you just focus on one product that you want to promote, one platform that you want to focus on, things tend to move and, and pick up really quickly. That's so true. I know, <laughs> I know I have experienced a lot of shiny object syndrome jumping from not three, but like five, six, seven platforms and selling God knows how many affiliate products. And when I made that switch that you just referenced, uh, that's when things changed for me, like focusing on one high ticket product, getting a mentor and focusing on one platform. Uh, okay. So let's, let's see, let's say someone did that, or let's tackle people that are already in that scenario. What do you actually do? Like a lot of people use our strategy yet. Some people like yourself are having results and some don't. Is there a secret, quote unquote secret, if you will? Or what do you actually do when you go out and be like, okay, I want to sell. I have this high ticket product. I believe in it. I'm using Facebook organic traffic. How do you go from finding someone who needs the product to selling it? Small question. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think number one, it starts with getting really clear on who it is that you're going after what issues they're dealing with, how it's affecting them physically, emotionally, how it's affecting them on a deeper level. So you can then serve content to them that speaks to that and relates to them. And they can see that you were in a similar spot to them at the beginning of your journey, and now you're at a better place. So it's showing them light at the end of the tunnel and it's relating to them. Um, I think that's most important, number one. Number two, with Facebook itself, to me, Facebook and iTicket, they go hand in hand because it's the easiest way to sell a high ticket product is to actually connect with people. It's difficult to just drive traffic to a funnel and make a high ticket sale. But if you build a relationship with someone and connect with them, starting with your content, starting with your messaging, it's a lot easier to make things happen. Um, and I think a big area that people do fall off at is one content, they get just a little bit shy with content, they don't want to put things out. And number two, messaging, they don't take the time to actually reflect on how they're messaging as they get going with it. And number two, they usually get stuck in the friend zone and they don't try to transition things towards business or they move things too quickly and they end up spewing out too much information at once. 
that's from my experience absolutely true uh let's dive into the the first things that you said like content is a big part and especially like your content will rely as you said on the knowledge of who are you serving where they are and what are the like pain points they go through what are the hurdles and everything and also like what is the problem that your product solves for them and i see a lot of people as you say they either shy away and don't post or post as often or there is the other category that i see whenever i scroll my facebook they just throw out this vague irrelevant content that's like so I want to say almost random, like, oh, here is the quote-unquote value post, and it has nothing to do with anyone. And yeah. I'm like, people, you're wasting your time. But yeah, anyways, uh, I know I know you're big on Messenger. So, and also like that's a big, big, big part of Facebook strategy because if you're not already a big branding name and authority it's really hard to make a sale out of facebook post it's not impossible but especially high ticket sale you really need to know your shit and be known and leverage some things and even then it's not super easy so people have to rely on messenger connected people so how does your approach look like do you go absolute cold DMing? Do you just connect with people that kind of already interacted with you? What what's your strategy regarding Messenger? I wanna I wanna dive deep. I know you you are killing it with Messenger. So let, let's dive in. Let's help people listening in this area. Yeah, I think think to start with Messenger, if you're just getting going with Facebook, obviously it's going to involve some more cold outreach as you get rolling with your content and start building your audience. But ultimately as you have your audience growing and you're putting out consistent content that actually relates to them on their journey, the messenger process becomes 10 times easier because once you speak to them and to those pain points and, and relate to them and show them that you know exactly where they're at in their journey, rather than you having to rely on reaching out to them, people begin to reach out to you. Um, and it's up for you, like especially for beginners, a lot of times, even if they do get someone reaching out for them asking for help, they immediately ask a question or share a link right away. And I think it's one slowing down at messenger um, and really taking the time to have conversational awareness, being aware of, of where this person's at in their journey, um, where they're at in the conversation as a whole, and take the time to actually diagnose and give them time to, to realize where they're at, what their struggle is, and what their goal are, what their goal is in general. Because if you can't identify that information, then there's no point in you sending any links because you're doing that person injustice. Absolutely. Uh, let's go into the weeds. Uh, say I'm some random person and let's say let's make it harder let's say you you reached out to me so how would you and obviously like you wouldn't just randomly reach out so you have some i want to say kind of like feedback or insight rather into you know that i'm an affiliate potentially i'm struggling but you don't go and tell someone hey you're struggling i have a solution so what is your approach to Again, not me reaching out to you, but you reaching out to me. Uh, and potentially you think your program, product, service, whatever it is, can help me. How do you go from cold to selling to that person? What yeah, I think number one, to? number one, it starts with taking the time to actually relate to that person on the first message. And a lot of people go into when they're in the beginning, they try to automate everything to start or they try to automate friend adding and outreach. 
which I think there's a time and place for automation, especially as you grow to take things to the next level. But in the beginning, you want to be as personal as possible and you want to build as many relationships as you can. So one, when you're first getting clear on that, who that target audience is that aligns with what it is that you're selling is the most important thing. Two, going out and finding those friends and target groups um, and fan pages, wherever it may be. And once you add those friends and they accept your friend request, take the time to actually look at their profile beforehand. Look at their cover photo, look at their profile picture, look at their bio and look at their content and find a way that you can spark the conversation by complimenting them and then ending it in a question to get things going rather than just saying, hey, Mio Drag, it's great to be connected with you. And that's it, which a lot of people do. Try to make things personal and show that you actually took the time to take a look at their profile beforehand and reach out to them. I love that. Uh, that's, I would say, a big part of the puzzle that people miss. They're either too lazy or they just don't know what to do. Um, and how do you go from there? Like, I think also you get this question a lot. This is the big one for me. People ask, how do I transition from a casual conversation going back and forth to a business or sales or pitch conversation? Yeah, and I think it's just asking small questions to slowly move down the rabbit hole itself. And a, a big thing that I like to think about is think about what question you could ask now that would lead you to the question that you want to ask next. So kind of thinking one step in advance. Um, but questions like, what do you do for a living? Um, and things along those lines, if they show they're an affiliate marketer and you see that, you can ask them if they, if they do affiliate marketing full time. And simple questions like that can lead to slight pain points right away where someone could come back to you and say, honestly, I don't do affiliate marketing full time, but I've been working towards it for the last couple of months trying to get things off the ground. And that immediately becomes an opportunity where you can then set the stage and start to qualify them and see if they're a good fit for what you have to offer. I love that. That's kind of also my approach. I try to first move it to affiliate marketing because if they're not an affiliate, I don't really have. So I, I guess now I have one, but I usually don't have solutions for people that are not affiliate. So I first try to establish that they're an affiliate. Then I can ask like really casual question, which to your point can open up a pain point. Like I ask, how long have you been doing affiliate marketing for? And if they're new or they're doing it less than me, like they're, oh, I'm like five months in and I'm like, oh, you're new. So it, it allows you to, to maneuver later based on that. And say you, you dig into it, like they're either new or they, they're not doing it full time, whatever it is. How do you then transition into more sales slash pitchy pitch conversation how how does that look how because i know a lot of people maybe they've been pitched on messenger they feel kind of uncomfortable and then it's hard for them to to transition into a sales conversation so do you have any advice for them and how do you personally do it yeah i think like we just talked about as you start to move things towards towards the business direction asking questions like how long have you been an affiliate marketer or, or if you do it full time you want to continue to maintain authority in the conversation and this is where some people can struggle with because they don't feel comfortable asking deeper questions and they feel like they're being too intrusive and they end up just sharing links too early on and that's to me that's even being more intrusive um, so I think maintaining authority in the conversation and then moving to identifying asking them simply like what are you looking to achieve with your affiliate marketing business in the next three to six months from now and starting with their goals. And then moving from there, asking roughly where, where they're at now or what they've tried in the past. Um, and then identifying, okay, if their goal is 5K a month and they're at 
1K a month right now, what do they feel like is, is the gap that's holding them back from getting to that 5K goal? So then you get a clear snapshot of, okay, ultimately they want to achieve this. And ideally, if you want to ask them further why they want to achieve that to really get an understanding of what, I got Siri in my ear popping up, hang on. Okay, now we're good. <laughs> um, asking that goal and asking on a deeper level, like why they want to achieve that 5K goal, because that's what really drives them. Um, and then identifying what they've done in the past and what they feel like is the bridge of the gap from them achieving that goal right now. And then if you want to further qualify them, you can ask questions like, is it a priority to them right now? Are they committed to making this a, a transformation for them where they do this full time? And then at the end, I think very important to always ask for permission for feedback itself. So after you've identified their goal, their struggle, and what's stopping them from getting there, asking them if it's okay if you send some feedback or some insight over on how you can help them rather than just sending them a paragraph text on a program that you have to offer that aligns with it. Um, and I think a big thing to keep in mind is people don't care about the information itself of what product it is that you're selling. Ultimately, it all comes back to that goal that they're looking to achieve and you showing them that what you have to offer is giving them the vehicle to transform, transform themselves and achieve that goal. Um, and that's what they're really most worried about more than anything. Exactly. And it comes down to knowing your audience and their pain points, because if you don't, you're just randomly shooting all, all around and it, it doesn't make sense. So you need to like, that's why, why I'm always beating this drum, like come back to the fundamentals, come back to your audience, come back to the pain point. Then like when you have these things dialed in, everything else becomes easier. Like your content, your conversations, your sales, everything kind of is built on top of that like foundation that also you mentioned at the very beginning. Uh, all right. So we have, covered. I think you can't be robotic either. Like a lot of people that maybe they do got that flow down and they're starting to ask those questions, but they become robotic with it where they're just saying, what's your goal? The person responds and they say, what's your struggle? Like you have to relate back to them in some way and, and continue to build that relationship throughout the conversation and show that you're understanding of where they're at. Make it natural, like genuine. And yeah. do you think, I know this, like what you just listed can be obviously done on the call and can be done on messenger. What has your experience been so far? What's, I want to say what's better, what's easier, if you will. I know some people are maybe uncomfortable with calls, but then it's kind of harder to close someone on messenger, especially with the pricier things. So how do you approach it? When do you go for like, hey, want to jump on a quick call when do you try to close them on the messenger what you do like another problem i see with messenger is people can just get lost or ghost you in the middle of the conversation while it's on the call they can't really do it so i'm curious to to hear your pros and cons for both and how do you approach it yeah really good question so um i feel now at this point in my journey calls are definitely the easier way to go um, but I know, like you said, a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that early on. And I was the same way when I was getting started with this model. I was able to close my first 20K in high ticket sales solely over Messenger without ever jumping on a phone call. But it does take more time. The conversations get drawn out over a period of longer days. Um, and it takes more follow up and it takes, to me, a little bit more effort. Whereas if you're leveraging the phone call, you can pull someone off of Messenger a lot easier and get to know them and qualify them and get to know what, what they're looking to achieve and what they're struggling a heck of a lot easier than just going back and forth over Messenger. Um, so I use a series of 
two different approaches. If I'm not looking to stay on messenger a lot that day, or if maybe I'm, I know I'm going somewhere, I'm doing something in, in a short period of time, I will keep the conversation short and identify their goals and their struggles and then push for a shorter phone call to where I can build some rapport with them and identify that in a deeper level. If there's someone that's been kind of a, a warm follower of mine and I have a good understanding of where they're at and maybe they reached out to me or I, or I know kind of what they're dealing with right now and they want to jump on a call, then you can wave past that shorter call and maybe jump into a longer strategy call and dive deeper on it. Um, but to me, those are kind of the, the two different strategies that I use. And I find leveraging a short 15 minute call very effective because it sets you apart from every other Facebook organic, mar organic marketer itself, who's just trying to sell over messenger and you can get to see them face to face, build a relationship with them um, and develop that to where you can then get them on a longer call and possibly have a sales opportunity. I love that kind of like qualifying call I've been on. I haven't done them, I think, but I think it's a really, really nice thing to add on, especially because it's kind of like low commitment, like, Hey, want to jump on a 10 minute call? And it's, it's much easier because I know, and I'm curious to hear your opinion on that. I know people have complained to me. I'm like, it's probably easier for you to sell on the phone. And they're like, but no one wants to jump on a phone with me because they, a lot of people nowadays expect the pitch. So what would you, what do you think is like the lowest barrier for people to, to get people out of the messenger on the phone? Yeah, I think just one being genuine, not going to like, if you're leveraging like a 15 minute call structure, I think just keeping it short as one moving things to business, like we talked about asking about their goals, asking a little bit about what they're working towards now and what they're struggling with. And then just simply stating that you have some advice for them or you have some feedback for them based off what you've done in the past. And if you'd like, they, you'd be happy to share that with them on a short 10 minute call. Um, and just explain to them, it'd be easier than just going back and forth over messenger. Okay, I, I love that, man. Uh, let's, let's now go into, I know you and I have been like a part of this mastermind. It has some really successful people and it has people that are still struggling. So what do you think it's needed for one to succeed with affiliate marketing? Because obviously we are all exposed to the same strategies and tactics. What then is the difference between some people who are absolutely crushing it and others who are still stuck at the same place. Again, same, well, mostly same information from that source. I don't know the other sources, but again, same strategy, same approach, but different results. What do you think one needs to have to, to be successful in this game? Yeah, I think it all starts with mindset, truly. I think that's the biggest determining factor as to whether or not you can make a, a high-level program work for you or not. And those that are succeeding it with that program are a little bit higher-level mindset. They have a different outlook towards things. And those that maybe aren't seeing the results they want, they may be looking at it in the wrong light. Um, and sometimes people go into these programs and expect, okay, I just put $1,500, $2,000 in. Like, I better have a result within 20 days. And I think that's the wrong way to look at it. And you should look at it as though, no matter what result you get, you know, you're going to get one takeaway that's going to transform the way you look at your online business itself. And if you can have that one takeaway, then it's a win. And don't go into it expecting any results, just go into it looking to apply, um, knowing that it will work for you if you apply it, because it's worked for many others in the past, and continuing to stay consistent with that until you make it work. 
Um, because a lot of times, like I said, people go into it with the wrong mindset. They don't see results and then they jump to another program and they continue bouncing around and they end up staying in the same spot. Yeah. The famous shiny object syndrome. I know I've been there even to this day. I feel like I fall, fall victim to it. Uh, hell I, you and me both, man, man, I, I think I bought like since july or august up until now it's like what august it's three months i don't know i think i bought like five different coaching programs and, and other shit so i'm like yeah uh what i wanted to say so what are obviously you listed one like not expecting results or immediate results that's a big one what other good mindset traits would you say one needs to cultivate in order to get success long-term? It's a good question too. I would say um, number one would, or number two would be self-belief. I think that's something that I've cultivated over the last couple of years. It's really helped separate me um, this year alone is just having really strong self-belief in myself, knowing that no matter what I pursue, if I apply my 100% effort to it, I know I'm going to make it work. I don't have a doubt in the back of my mind. Or if somebody lets that one, even if it's a small doubt, worrying about Facebook organic, not working for them or letting one thing hold them back, it's going to mess the whole entire process up. So I think you got to have full belief in yourself and full belief in who you're learning from and your mentor itself as well. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I think self-belief, especially like, man, I can begin to, to explain how big it is. Like, I know I've struggled a lot with it, even to this day, like it comes, it comes back up and I need to like, kind of like, Oh, another read came out and I need to take care of it. Uh, Jamie actually helped me a lot at the beginning because I was the guy who was always focusing on the bad things like, oh, I didn't close this. And he was like, dude, you just started and you, you had like five qualified sales conversations. Maybe they didn't convert them, but that's like a great thing. And he kind of steered my focus from what's not working to what's working. And he really help me with that uh and i guess obviously like when you make sales it, it's easier to cultivate that belief but to your point it's crucial to have it or try to to cultivate it even when you don't have results and believe both in yourself and in whatever it is that you're doing again the more you are into it and if you're liking results it's harder but i guess that's what separates the the best from the rest like they show up when it's it's the hardest uh hold on okay so we covered a lot of ground i guess let's let's just briefly go over maybe maybe content creation how how big of an impact do you think your content creation has in your overall business do you more rely on messenger or is it something that's really important to you uh, content creation is, is super, super important. I think messenger and content creation are, are the top most important things um, because content creation is only going to make the messenger process easier. It's going to validate what it is that you're doing. It's going to validate that you have knowledge in that field. Um, and if you do it correctly and you throw out various types of content, you're able to pull people off of just being your friend on Facebook and move them towards your desired action itself, whether it be moving them towards your Facebook group or moving them towards a messenger conversation. Um, and the more you're able to put out hooks that like that in your content, the easier it will be to spark more conversations and generate more leads. Um, so I think that's something that's super important to leverage two-step posts to start putting out lead magnets in your content um, and to start coming up with new ways of 
of testing ways to extract people off your profile itself. Um, and I think some people do start to do that, but they may get discouraged because they don't see results in the first time they do it. And a lot of it's just testing. Like if one doesn't work, so be it, come back the next week and try a different one. And that comes back to the mindset. <laughs> like you had the right mindset of, okay, this didn't work, something else will. And other people are like, yeah, this shit doesn't work. Or I, 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 I'm unable to make this shit work. So yeah, again, it can be tied to, to the mindset problem. Shit. Oh, I had a question I wanted to say before this, and now it's escaping me. Damn it. I know. I think it was a regarding lead magnets okay let's let's just roll with this how do you i know you you've grown also your audience quite nicely in just like what is it 10 ish months and i know that's one of the big factors for anyone who wants to succeed online so what what steps would you recommend someone takes to speed up their audience building process because it can be really hard and slow at the beginning yeah i definitely definitely think it, it can take time but i think it's like for me i solely focused on facebook i think that's what led to me growing that audience so quickly is because i just narrowed my focus to that one platform like we talked about earlier um, but i also think building a facebook group along with your facebook profile is important because you're, you're creating your own private community that's your own people um, it's not just people browsing and looking at your content on your profile where you can further nurture them and provide value to them. And I think that's super important. And Facebook groups, like, as you know, they're, they're slow to get off the ground in the beginning, um, especially to get that first 100 members. But once you get that first 100 members, if you can keep the group active, it will continue to grow. Um, and I, especially as you get over 500 members, it's, it continues to grow organically and it continues to feed you people that are relevant to whatever it is that you offer. So that's a great asset to have. Yeah, Facebook can be nice at times when they want to. <laughs> Good Besides mark. the recent algorithm change with the groups, they made it a little bit trickier. But <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on it. <laughs> uh, man, this was nice. Do you have any any additional words so we can wrap it up? Tell people where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Yeah, you're welcome to connect with me on my Facebook profile itself. Check out my uh, Facebook group. It's called the Freedom Family. Um, you can find a link to that on my profile itself. Um, but outside of that, I think a big thing for a lot of people as they're getting going with their online journey is, is staying aware of where you're at in the process and not joining a program and then losing track of time and being too much down the line and not realizing where you're at. I think constantly reflecting on on what you're implementing and what you're learning and your process itself to be aware of where things are falling off at and where you can improve at is the most important thing. So you can continue to develop and grow um, and improve on the areas that are really limiting you at the time and holding you back. Yeah, I love that. I know I've seen some of your posts about self-reflection and I think it's huge. Like like I told you before we start, what you don't measure, you don't manage. So you kind of need to see, is your content not good? Is something in the conversations that's bad? Is it on the calls? Whatever it is, just be open to it. Like get your ego out of the way if possible. Uh, be open to the problem. See what it is identify it and then just find new ways to solve it there is no feather you can just do it better and better and better until you arrive where you want and even then you will just have another goal probably uh but 
yeah, man, this was exciting and nice. Everyone, affiliatejourney.co, we already had Blake, so I guess that that is taken. So let's let's make it your last name. Let's make him Fontana. So everyone, affiliatejourney.co slash Fontana, we will have the links so you can connect with Blake and join his Facebook group, go over there. I will spell it in the intro and outro probably, uh, just in case you don't know how to, or, or just look for him on the Facebook and you can find him. But again, affiliatejourney.co slash Fontana. Go there, connect with him. He has awesome content and he can help you a lot. Man, I had a blast. Thanks for being a guest, man. Likewise, man. I'm really happy to be here and, and thanks for having me. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. And everyone, as always, thank you so much for listening and or watching. And don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, peace out, everyone. Goodbye. As always, thank you so much for listening and sticking to the very end. I hope you got value. Blake is awesome. Go connect with him. Again, affiliatejourney.co slash Fontana. And join his group. Send him a message. Whatever you need to do. Also, again for the exclusive bonuses from myself and for the the best arguably affiliate mastermind out there that will help you live your nine to five that will, will help you start earning four figure days five figure months uh and other good stuff you can also check the show notes and apply for the saa super affiliate accelerator before it jumps in price by 500 dollars on november 15th so yeah go ahead and see you inside <laughs>